Welcome to Business Over a Brew, the show where we talk business with some of the Riverbend's most interesting and influential business people, all while enjoying a nice brew at Elijah P's Burgers and Brews in Alton. In this episode, we'll talk with Riverbend Growth Association President Monica Bristow. Monica spent 22 years with Olin before taking over as president of the Growth Association in 2003. In this episode, she shares some great insights about what makes a successful business person and what she hopes for the Riverbend business community in the future. So let's get to it. It's the Business Over a Brew podcast from Elijah Pease. Welcome to Business Over a Brew. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. for coming in. Speaking Glad to be here. With, uh, Monica Bristow, president of the Riverbend Growth Association. And I've always thought that you had a job that was really cool for somebody that, that grew up in the area and obviously cares deeply about the area. And you get to have a real day-to-day impact. I don't know if I have a daily impact, but I absolutely love it. It's it. it does I feel lucky to do it every day? Um, I do know a lot of people and do know you know what's going on, and I do like having that knowledge and knowing those people. I think it's not a position that I don't know if it's one that you say when you set out and go to college that I'm going to be nobody, president of nobody the I mean, in the chamber. It's kind world. of like radio; yeah. you just end up there yeah. in the chamber world or the economic development. Ever I think plans on doing it, and uh, when I came in, other than being a volunteer on the board. I knew nothing about economic development, but fortunately, there uh, we had a budget so that I could go to classes and, and take classes on economic development, and went through the International Economic Development um, Council's entire program of economic development. Well, well, just let's just start with just talk a little bit about growing up in the area and uh, you know what your life was like as a child. Well. Went to Catholic school, went to St. Ambrose, and then uh, went on to Alton High, and then worked at Olin at um, in high school. Okay. So, you know, did the, the morning program at high school and the afternoon program in, in, at Olin. Left there and went to uh, secretarial school. I went back to Olin and got hired as a secretary there. And then Olin, um, you know, 22 years there, I grew, I always say I grew up there. I had 11 jobs in 22 years there. <laughs> well, every other year. Every other year. You got to do about. something different. Yeah, so. just about. But uh, they also paid for my schooling. So I got my degree, uh, bachelor in business, through Olin at Lindenwood. And then straight from Olin to... Straight from Olin. I was a volunteer at um, the Growth Association for quite a few years. I was on their board because I was in public relations at Olin. And um, so I got learned about the Growth Association. And I can also say I lived in my own little world up until the time I got into public relations and then started reading the paper and mm-hmm. listening to the news and paying attention to what's right. going on in the community. Sure. And then that just led into the... How has the organization changed? You've been there almost 15 years now. Right. What, what are some of the changes that you've seen in, in 15 years? Technology. I mean, a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, and not only have I been there 15 years, Debbie Hagen, who is our research person, has been there for 22 years. Mm-hmm. And I think Jan, uh, about 18 years. And so the changes they've seen in technology alone. Right. Our, our newsletters were literally typed up on typewriters before mm-hmm. before word processors. When I got there, we were, you know, we at least had email and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I'd probably say technology is the biggest change. And economic development, things kind of go in circles like, right. like anything else. This, this is what they're doing today. It's not what they're doing the next week or next year. So it just, it just right. changes. Well, and, and I, I've said too, uh, 
I was at the radio station for 10 years from basically 2000 to 2009, left for six years and came back. And the impact that social media has had on all of us and radio and, and just every aspect of our lives has been really incredible. I think so, too. And it, Not always in just, a good way. No, I think, <laughs> that's but, true, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we're reaching more people. Sure. Reaching a whole lot more people. Right. And there, it's just, there's more ways to engage with, mm-hmm. from our standpoint, more ways to engage with listeners. Mm-hmm. And from your standpoint, more ways to engage with members. Yeah. And one thing I'm really liking the trend with us these days is younger people getting involved. And that's typically a problem in the chamber world. But right. with adding Trish Holmes um, to as our director of member services, she brings this young, fresh perspective and now we've got Alex St. Peter's, um, who is our an intern, is a marketing intern, and helping her. And he's taking care of a lot of our social media stuff. And we're reaching um, a more diverse um, membership. Right. And while we're on the subject of youth, I think one of the best initiatives in the area over the last few years has been the There Ever Been CEO program. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm so excited about that one. Yeah. Um, So talk a little bit about that program. and That one took a while to get in the making, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been going on uh, starting in Effingham, Illinois about 10 years ago now, I think. So we've had the initiative almost four years. We're in our second year. And uh, these CEOs, these kids, these high school seniors, um, have to start their own business. They have first they have the first semester a class business, and the second semester they're doing their own business. But they've got about fifty, I think, outside speakers that come in. And I don't know if you or somebody from the radio station they came been to the there. station and they yeah. took the tour, and it was great yeah. to talk to them. They're all yeah. We've had accountants yeah. and lawyers and. Uh, the transformation from day one until graduation, I mean, they became young adults. And I really think because of this program. Right. And then learn so much in the in the business world. I think, too, in today's economy in the Riverbend, you know, my dad graduated high school. There wasn't college wasn't really going to be an option for him. He was going to. His track was to graduate high school and go work at Olin or one of the many mm-hmm. factory jobs available. Those just obviously are not there in the, as much as are. they were. They are now. Again, it's that circle. Mm-hmm. And the, the workforce is changing. There are so many people in those in those jobs that are getting ready to retire, and we don't have anything in the right. in the pipeline to fill it in. Now, most of them do need some education, mm-hmm. whether it be a technical um, programs at Lewis and Clark or Rankin or um, even apprenticeship programs that requires uh, schooling through Lewis and Clark. But there's a demand for those jobs and they're good paying jobs sure. without um, without that college debt. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Always something to, to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said all that, I do think the impact that, that small business is going to play going forward is just going to be even larger because so. a, there's more opportunities out there. The internet makes it a lot more feasible to start a business to do and your own thing, expand right. your client base. Mm-hmm. And, um, so to see young people taking that initiative and mm-hmm. learning those skills right. is, is critical. Yeah. Um, so being president of the growth association for 15 years, you've got to meet a lot of interesting folks over and make a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess it was, well, it's been a year you had a roast. It was earlier this spring. Yes. What was that like? That had to be fun. It was, it was in some way. Fun. A little scary. I it think. was scary. I was incredibly 
afraid of what was going to be said. But then again, I'm pretty truthful about who I am, so um, it wasn't a total shock on some of the things they said. <laughs> what were uh, was there somebody that really just you, you got you good when you when they but went? Joe up there? Silkwood was awesome, <laughs> but he was more roasting Mayor of Godfrey than he was me. But that's okay. <laughs> well, that, that's what made it made it good, I guess. <laughs> what, what was there? What was the most uh, cringeworthy moment of the night for you, where you just said, "Oh, I can't believe"? Oh, when I got up afterwards that, and right? I talked, it wasn't what they oh, said. It was when, it was they, <laughs> when you had to talk, okay. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe you said that. Um, I, I did think, too, when my kids were talking, I had both boys were talking, and they talked about how when they were kids, we had to go to my mom's and set the VCR to record and get it off the blinking midnight screen. Mm-hmm. And now they come over and hook up my Wi-Fi and everything else. It's like, oh, my gosh, I should still be able to do that. Right, right. <laughs> so um, one of the cool things I always thought about being um, an advertising executive at the station was that I got to learn so much about so many different kinds of business. And, and you get that same thing in, in your role. What, what do you think um, – successful businesses have in common or have an understanding of that maybe ones that, that don't make it that don't have an understanding of hard work mm. that it's not easy right and uh, one of my favorite saying is the, the harder I work the luckier I get and I think a lot of people think oh he's so lucky he's got that business he's you know he, he got that piece of business or whatever no people work for that it doesn't nothing just happens right I tell I think there's a lot of parallels between being a salesperson and being a small business owner because you are a salesperson if you're a small business oh, absolutely. owner. absolutely. There's no, no two ways about it. And people that I'm talking to about going in sales, I always say it's the best self-development program oh, you'll sure. ever go through because you have to get better not just as a per, you know as an employee but as a person yeah. um, to be good at it. And I think that's – man, there's so many trials and tribulations every day. There's There's – Tough things that come across your and desk. The, and tough the, the word no, to make. yeah, and, the, and right. the, the word no. I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough getting told no. It's one thing I underestimated, and, and maybe you did too. But just every day now, running the a radio station, boy, there are at least ten hard decisions that come across the oh. desk every day that require hours of thought, and I, I and I have minutes to make the decisions right. typically. So right. that's that's another thing I think that. Um, it's it's something that's it's impossible to prepare for. Right. With thinking it through. I mean that is in weighing the pros and cons and even that old fashioned list of what's right, what's wrong, how do I how do I deal with that? It's so I, I think just being mentally tough and just being able to handle those things is, is critical as well because obviously when you open a business there's a great deal of optimism and hope and dreams of Absolutely. this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And then Three months in, it's not. Right. And we see some, you know, being in the business that, that we're in, people will come in and ask for advice and and um, get information on lawyers or, you know, what it, mm-hmm. to incorporate. And we don't do a lot of that, but, you know, we listen to their ideas and stuff. And some you just like to say, oh, boy, you need to rethink this. You just need to rethink this. And you can ask them questions, but if, if they're on that path, they're going to go on that path. And it may be a... A difficult learning lesson for them, and you're just like, oh, you don't want to say I told you so, but right. you, you could have told them so. Sure. Well, I think there's a balance too between 
it's it's somewhat of a leap of faith no matter what business you go into but there also has to be uh, a great deal of research before right. you choose and the what other exactly thing, you're and the other thing it's money it. it's sure. a whole lot of money that uh, it, it just costs you time and money it's it's what it takes to get a new business right what's the most rewarding part of your job uh, boy, I don't know. There are a lot of great things, and, and people are, are great. But when you do see a successful entrepreneur, and, and I can think of three good ones off the top of my head, Kathy Gross at Bluff City, and there's somebody who right. has mm-hmm. put her dues in and, sure. and you know from the bottom up and has made that Bluff City very successful. Liz Wirtz at um, Brush Hair and Makeup, you know, going to school, she, she went, got her... Uh, um, degree at Lewis and Clark, associate's degree at Lewis and Clark, and then she wanted to do cosmetology and then makeup and all that. She's got a great little business going, and again, she works very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my third one. Oh, um, I think his name is Sean Donnelly. I think it's his last name from Discount Liquid Liquidation uh, Products. Yes, yeah. and what a great story he's got. Mm-hmm. And he's down at uh, um, Washington. Square Plaza, right? And, uh, pretty, it's just cool. I like so I like to see those right. young entrepreneurs. It's just to be successful. It's funny because you think of being a business owner, and you probably look at an example of somebody who's very successful. And it looks like boy, they've just got it made. Um, but they all went through some serious trials and tribulations to get mm-hmm. there. Nobody I, that I know of was handed anything, right? Mm-hmm. Or started off day one and just the floodgates opened mm-hmm. and the business was great. Yeah, it's, and then there's those ebbs and flows sure. as well. Um, I was today was at um, Dwight Wirtz's Wirtz Welding 60th anniversary open house, um, and I would say integrity is one of his right. highest traits mm-hmm. and he had oh, 17 or 18 vendors or suppliers that were there and they did kind of a little mini trade show he invited customers uh, he invited friends but the respect that he obviously has from all of those people his employees and those people and that I think that's integrity yeah I, I agree and yet we live in a a strange world sometimes where you can watch a show like Shark Tank on CNBC, for example, and you think, if I can just come up with that one great idea. idea it's But that's hitting the lottery, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Most successful businesses are ones that do little things well every day, mm-hmm. and there aren't too many days where it's like, this was a great day right. of, of you know the cash register <laughs> rang like, all day. We survived. <laughs> That's usually what it is, right? Right. Um, what uh, what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs getting started today in a business? Work hard, do your research, get a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mentorship is something that that it requires you to be to have some humility to ask yeah, for help. Absolutely, and and to be able to hear the advice. You know, you right. If you've got a good mentor, they're going to tell you things you don't want to hear. And I think we're so fortunate because we do have such a great community of, of businesses where there are hundreds of business owners you could call today if you were starting out Absolutely. and ask for help, and mm-hmm. they'd, they'd be happy to to mm-hmm. you know to take you under their wing, right. really. And, and back to the CEO program, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the uh, major components is having mentors, and we are looking for mentors if anybody's interested. Um, but yeah, it's to it's to help them and to ask questions. Do you think that's going to work? Okay, if you do this, right? Do you think this will happen, or what do you think will happen? So it just gives them another 
another resource. And there have already been some great successes come out of that program. In, yeah, CJ Nacello is, is yeah. our favorite. He is our first uh, CEO student that graduated and then became a member. And now he's right. involved. What's cool? so awesome? Yeah, so awesome. He is now a um, on a committee that we're on for Gordon Moore Park. And um, he's contributing. Not only is he running his business, mm-hmm. going to school and playing soccer. I think he's going to play soccer at um, Lewis and Clark. But he... Uh, He's contributing, giving back to the community. Right. And that's kind of a common trait, too. You get, If you get involved in the community, people learn about your business through other ways, not just because they need you, but because you're involved in other things. It's like, oh, yeah. I, th- I think another important aspect of, of being successful is you've been fortunate, I've been fortunate to just have great teams around Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And that's a skill that... I, it's hard to learn as to how do you put that, get that team in place. A lot of that's trust as well, mm-hmm. and um, and if it's not working, dump it, get rid of it. You know, don't don't hold on to those relationships that aren't doing you any good. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, and I mean business wise too. You know, if, if if you're working with someone and you're doing all the work and they're taking the credit, that's not what you want to be in. Right. And I and it's I'm sure you're happy obviously it's a big help to have people that you can delegate things mm. to and, and i've got an absolutely great staff right. too and then um i've got a great board and you know the folks on the board and uh they sure. do their part they do their part as well um just uh how do you, you know one thing i've thought about our area is you know what is our identity going forward what do you what do you think the identity of the riverbend is as far as we're service area, we're not the manufacturing area that we used to be, and we're never going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate that when I hear people disparaging the community because, well, we're never going to have Owens, Illinois, or that. No, we're never going to have it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Things change. Um, but I think we've got a lot of great businesses, a lot of great companies that people don't realize that are out there. Um, Weststar, I think, has got about 400 employees. Those are great jobs. Right. Um, high tech. And there are a whole lot of other businesses. No, we don't have companies with 3,500, 4,000 employees anymore. But there aren't a whole lot of companies that have that concentration, that number of employees in any one community. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not the way we're going to be. You'll be doing this hopefully for a lot longer, but so. in, in in almost fifteen years, what's what's your proudest accomplishment? I don't know. Um, seeing the, the successful businesses, having the respect, I guess, of a lot of people, um, a lot of those both big businesses and small businesses, um, having them come to us and say, "Hey, we need this. Can you help?" And we being able to point them in the right direction. Right. We've done, I don't take credit for any one business, any one thing, but I would venture to say that we work with each of the municipalities um, in a lot of different ways to bring businesses that have come in. in. Sure, sure. Well, I'll, just, I'll finish with this. Um, fast forward five years, maybe 10 years. What do you hope for, for for this community from a business standpoint? I want to see a lot more growth and development on basically each end of the community. So Godfrey down to Roxana, South Roxana, there's a lot of property that can be developed. 
um, I want to see Alton Square thriving, and mm-hmm. I do believe that he's got he the owners, uh, the people that they have in place have a good plan for that. And I, I you know, again, I hear the disparaging remarks and oh no, that's never going to happen. Malls are different now than they were forty years ago when that one opened, but there are still successful malls, and I think we can have a successful. Um, Parkway there again too, so sure. more businesses. Okay, I, I said I finished with that, but one last <laughs> chance to uh, pitch the services of the Growth Association if somebody has a business and they're not in. What you know? Why should they join? Well, we're in the business of supporting and growing businesses, um, individual businesses, and bringing businesses into the community. We've got a lot of marketing services, a lot of ways that you can network and get your word, your name, your business out. And um, it's a very, very economical way of um, growing your business. Great, great. Monica, thanks for joining us on Business Over Brew, and, and thanks for all you do for the community. No Thank problem. You. Thank you.